Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't! I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait, Shelly? No. Shelly? Shelly? Shelly, don't worry. Shelly? just for a second. Shelly! Immunities, an audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Dueling Genre to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one heartbreaking realization minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nathan. And I'm Mark from DC Cinematic Minute. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for being Welcome, here, guys. Welcome, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, today we're talking Minute 49, which begins with uh, Spider-Man without a mask confronting uh, Mr. Michael Papajohn. And ends with a group of cops uh, surveying an area that is now empty because somebody has left the window. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, this is a big important minute, guys. This is like the uh, this the moment where he knows what's what. Uh, I I don't know what 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 jumps out. What what's a good starting starting spot for our discussion today? Uh, okay, so so. I I I'm I have to call this scene out mm. for 
what I do believe is uh, cheesy dialogue. This <laughs> um, uh, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, just give me a chance. Why? Why to do is what? To do what? Well, yeah, yeah. To, do to run, what? To run exactly. away? To get away? It's, it's un. It, it's just it's unmotivated dialogue just to set up Peter saying, "What about my uncle? Did you give him a chance?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which isn't because it's unmotivated. It just feels. It just feels too set up, and doesn't work at all, and just comes off like. A two hundred percent more cheesy than yeah. it should in this moment. Yeah, I think the only reason it even comes close to almost working is just the like scary resolve that Tobey Maguire has in the moment that you know to like mm-hmm. whistle you past it. But he, he, even giving it a ton of credit, that dialogue just doesn't work. Like, what is mm-hmm. he? Is it a chance to explain himself? A chance to fight back? Give me a chance to kill you? I don't like. That's his go-to phrase out out the gate after the guy kicked him kicked his knife out of his hands. So I don't know. It's weird. It's I, weird. I kinda... and, and but it could have been worse because in the shooting draft, a line that they cut out was uh, after he sees he realizes that the carjacker is the wrestling thief. Mm-hmm. He says, "No, no, not you, not you." Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, nope. Let's let's I'm glad they cut that. I'm glad they cut that. Okay. Uh, Give some extra credit for room room improved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, in the in the cap draft, uh, Spider-Man just straight up straight up kills him. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just uh, just straight up kills him. He says this is for the man you killed, punches him in the jaw, which lifts him off his feet and sails him through the window. And out out the window and onto the street. Too much. Too much. Yep. It's overkill. It's yeah. yep. Literal overkill. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's like a Mortal Kombat move. Is yeah. stage fatality. That that um, makes sense. Oh, go go ahead. Sorry. Uh, oh no, I was just gonna say I I kind of thought like his pleading for mercy a bit. I kind of felt like that was a little bit valid for such a spineless character. You know, like hmm. he's not like a super villain or anything. You know, he's just a a dude who's committing crimes and uh, making bad situations even worse. And it's like, of course, when he gets cornered by a person like uh, Spider Man, he like eventually has to break down in fear and is like, oh, you know, like, please give me a chance. It's like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but that's just his, like, that's just someone's, um, like, uh, automated response almost. And mm-hmm. I think the, you know, having a villain say, oh, you know, beg for mercy and whatnot, it's supposed to, as an audience, for you to be like, all right, Spider-Man, take it easy. You're, you know, you can calm down right. now. And it's like that, as you, for an audience, it, like, gets you kind of worried, like, yo, be easy on this guy. He's given up. Criminals don't fear Spider-Man, do they? Not like they do Batman. Batman's a superstition to them. He's the Batman. You know, like if you're yeah. caught in a dark a alleyway vampire. and you see a shadow that's like coming at you with yeah. giant ears, you're, you know, mm-hmm. wearing your brown pants for a couple days after that. But do criminals fear Spider-Man or do they like when he shows up, is it just like the flesh? Spider-Man Not even the gets flesh. no respect. <laughs> is, is he just like, oh, like he's going to stop me. Dang. 
Is it? Right. Like, yeah, I think it's more they're annoyed by him. Yeah, than yeah, scared. Yeah. I mean, like, he is like the high schooler that. that's jumping around and like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm wisecracking high school hey. kid, like, hey. you know, doing. <laughs> In that bit, so like I do see like he he interrupts them, you know, and mm-hmm. then the cops come, they make bail, yada yada. But they don't fear him, so yeah. I don't know what we're supposed to be. I'm well, fearing him right now in this yeah, minute, especially from last minute. This is the view of the path not taken, I guess. That you know, if he wanted to become the Punisher right now, he could. If he wanted to to go in that mode of uh of vigilantism where, Hey, the, I got to scrub these guys off the street and I have the might and ability to do it. He, he could, he has, you know, he's, he's Spider-Man. He can lift 10 tons. He could like crush yeah. people, you know, with his hands, but, but he doesn't and he shouldn't. And so I, I, I think you made a good point about how the function of this awkward line is all there. Like the, the attitude of the, of the, um, the killer and that pleading and the, the sort of like moment where we're as an audience scared of Peter at this moment, all functions mm-hmm. very well. I think my my issue is just with the actual phrasing of the words and not the what what it's done with it because what's done with it functions quite well. Um, mm-hmm. This this moment of 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 danger of 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 discomfort. Um, but yeah, no. So if we're if we're moving towards a character who's you know wisecracky fun times that is born of such a dark tragedy, we at least have to acknowledge the darkness that's there. The, the, the scripts are very, are written very confusingly because they do not, they do not point out what are flashbacks and what are like, okay. So in the shooting draft, the flashbacks have parentheticals in the, uh, the scene headings that say flashback, but in the cap draft, there are no uh, flashbacks. So huh. Spider-Man pushes him. He, he punches him out the window and then has the flashbacks. And I thought it was just moving on to other scenes, but then I was like skimming through it while you guys were talking. And I was like, Oh, this is arena stuff. This is flashbacks. And then I realized that on the other side of the flashback, Spider-Man says, I can't, shoots out the webbing, catches him and then swings the webbing so that the guy lands in the uh, windshield of a police car. Oh, so he, he makes both decisions. Like he, right. he punches him with in, in total vengeance mode, but then saves him. Right. Saves him oh, at the last minute. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it also, like it also explains dead. why the cops are trying to go after him. Uh, yeah. Because they're like, yeah, they're like, they're like, you know, go get, let's get him. And they start kind of like shooting after him as he runs off. Um, So it it explains it more as opposed to like what we have here, which is more or less a kind of a setup for J. Jonah Jameson more than anything else. (laughs) I'm just like unmotivated hatred for this guy, (laughs) Um, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah. So the, the, this, this, uh, these scripts are weird. They're interesting. I don't weird know. Weird and interesting. That does make sense, mm-hmm. I guess. Cause I, I was flipping through the, the behind the scenes book a little bit before this. And there is a, um, an early bit of concept art for this like warehouse area where in the, the scene they to- chose to paint for it to just give the mood of the place. The image they have is the killer, smashing through the window with such speed and force that he obviously was thrown or punched or something uh wild by spider-man that 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 was the image they were sort of building around um 
I kind of respect that they walked it back because I I feel like this restraint works better than doing both of the bold choices, like trying to have your cake and eat it too. Like Spider-Man will punch him out the window, but he'll also save him. I think it's maybe Mm -hmm. it, it lands a bit more that once again, he doesn't really act at, at, a, at an important moment. And then there are awful consequences for him that this guy dies and he feels like it's on his conscience. And there it is just because he couldn't bring himself to do anything again. Not that he should have killed him. I just mean like he should have <laughs> stopped him in some way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, I mean, speaking of uh, going a little too far, um, I mean, well, I've got something. I got something in this kept draft that uh, I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Okay, is, great. Uh, uh, oh boy. Um, so we'll we'll get there. We'll get there we'll tomorrow. Get there, we'll get there. Well, what do you think of the way that the flashbacks are actually presented in the final edit? I mean, it's I, a I like that over- they're actual flashes. Yeah. With the, uh, you mean in the, the actual edit point between the clips that there's a, there's a sort of bright, uh, frame there or whatever the right. like, flash. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that they're in black and white too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. just to really nail home. And they're, they're also not the takes that were used in the actual scene mm-hmm. earlier. Cause they're, cause they're memories. You yeah. remember things differently than how they are. Right. Like when he's passing him by and just giving him that death stare. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way that actually happened, that, like, breathing hard, you know, angry face. And the the thanks bit is even much closer in. And also, when we have an image of Ben, like, jerking suddenly uh, as if he's being shot Mm -hmm. on the street, but he's already (laughs) on the ground. Like, that didn't happen. That's not a thing that happened, but (laughs) it's how it feels like it happened in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, And then we go back to color and back to the real world and away from the music you know we we have this like ethereal music and then we drop out all the score again and just have silence in the the moment where a gun is lifted i don't know so this guy is begging for him to give him a chance and then he gives him a chance and then he laughs like sucker (laughs) that's really evil yeah i know (laughs) it's like super Mm. villainous to not just to laugh at like oh what a chump now i'm gonna kill you but to laugh and then say See ya before putting a bullet in someone's head. <laughs> like that is Bye. so <laughs> so evil. It's yeah. so villainous. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not gonna feel so bad. Um I do think it's, it's also very intense, like Peter's reaction to it. Uh obvious the grabbing of the gun almost instinctually. Like that is the beat I'm expecting. You know, the there's a scary moment, there's a gun there. Guns are scary, but the beat of him grabbing the arm, I expect that. The thing I don't expect is after the beat where he grabs it, he does this second like violent jerk with his hand where I guess he's breaking his wrist or something yeah. and the gun goes flying. Yeah. It, yeah. That I always surprises me and it, it seems really intense. Uh, mm-hmm. ugh, I don't know. He got, his, he got to make sure he's not going to pick the gun up again. I guess, yeah. It's just... Um, Probably the most like that being said, he's not gonna this guy's not gonna pick much of anything up like, ever again. <laughs> so, including just, himself. Oh boy. Yeah. That's his yeah. the exit. The moment. accidental trip and fall. Uh, as he's backing away from danger, he backs himself into danger. Uh, oh I <laughs> oh. 
good stuff. And then he exits the building. Yeah. (laughs) What do you, what do you, what do you guys think about all, all of this? So the, like the flashbacks and everything. You want to go? Yeah. The, the flashbacks I didn't really have much on. I thought they were good. Um, I did like how they, how they had different takes. And like you said, you know, you remember things differently. Hmm. Um, with these flashbacks that Peter's seeing, is this the moment that we're supposed to see? Like, I I had a hard time trying to figure out where the moment that Peter realizes the whole great power, great responsibility bit. And I don't know if it was in this moment really early on when he thought that he could have prevented this it's, from happening. It's much later. It's actually, um, I, I believe it's post-graduation. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I was trying to refer to the the alternate universe where where Ben doesn't die, and you know, Spider Man therefore doesn't act responsible with his powers and just kind of goes all willy nilly. So yeah. I was like, this this I I wasn't sure if this was supposed to mirror anything like that. But again, that's just me thinking way too hard into things. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought like his whole like uh, kind of what have I done kind of moment was like when he's on the the gargoyle. Oh yeah, coming up. Yeah, okay. That, that happened in this minute, right? No, I think it's next, next minute. It's oh, next minute. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Never we'll mind. Talk we'll talk. Sorry, about sorry. <laughs> um, I think it would have been cool, like going through the flashbacks and like, you know, that guy's only word, like, phrase to Peter in that flashback was when he says thanks, uh, and it was really sincere. And they're like, I think it would have been a cool callback if instead of saying see ya, he said thanks, like almost like it's kind of oh like, yeah. Same like oh. thanks for the moment of opportunity. Now I'm gonna kill you. But why didn't he just say "see ya" both times? We could see, say ya. see ya. Yeah, yeah. See ya. I don't know. Like when you like Ooh. he looks, he's like mean mugging the whole flashback, and then in the ve- elevator he has like the most sincere like, "Hey, thanks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he, like, makes throw- it worse, kind of. Like, yeah. but, like he he thinks he was so helpful. <laughs> it's just like, no, really, like thanks, thanks, man. It's uh, thank you for being my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gonna go kill your exactly. uncle now. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we are are we talking about um, Papa John's death, or are we are we are we moving on to it? What, what's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's in this of, moment because it's much different than 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 a, than a comic book, right? Which so I was I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Wasn't it? Didn't he have? I don't remember. I remember, remember having a heart attack. I remember it being like very very uh, uh, Jonathan Kent style. Uh, had, well, had Scott's reread Amazing Fantasy a lot more recently than I have. Is there a a, a final comeuppance for the killer uh, in in that original? Yeah, he doesn't realize that the burglar is um, the guy that he let go at the TV studio. Yeah, uh, until he has already knocked him unconscious, hmm. uh, and then he gets him in the light or like pulls off his mask, his ski uh, mask or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, it's the guy. And then he right. wraps him up in webbing and leaves him for the police. It's, it, it's just that it happens very quickly because that's on, that's on page like 14 of 15. And then page 15 is like, Oh, my uncle always said great power, great responsibility, blah, 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 blah. And he's like walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like it, it wraps up very, very quickly. Yeah. So, so do we, do we think like he killed this guy? Like, even though it's kind of indirectly, it's like he killed that guy. Right. Hmm. As an audience, I, I mean, so, I don't think so. So, like, I was watching. I was like, like, let's say, uh, I don't know. It, the the whole pipe, him tripping over the pipe, like it happened so fast. Like, if you blink, you miss it. He falls out the window, and then you're like, damn, he really killed that guy. 
But then you see the pipe and you're like, okay, he didn't actually kill the guy. He tripped and he fell. But it's like... So assuming still, the viewer didn't blink. Well, no, not just that. But it's like also that... Also the fact that it's like, you know, this whole situation, like being this kind of predator in this like warehouse for... And, you know, like being just, just super uh, unrelenting Spider-Man. It's like mm-hmm. you, you kind of indirectly kill that guy. You know, like, like it, if he hadn't gone after him so hard, this situation wouldn't have happened at all. You mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It's just it's just like, do you do you walk like does as the audience, do you walk away from the scene or even him? Do you walk away from the scene and say, like, you know, OK, he tripped and like I almost killed that guy or is like, you know, you pretty much had a hand in his death, though. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess, but. You could say that about anybody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, that's true. That's- I mean, I mean, how many, how many butterfly a d- death, like butterfly effect deaths, are you responsible for? Oh, uh, question. I'm gonna go cry now. See you later, guys. I've never <laughs> killed a butterfly. What's the yeah. limitations on that? Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, this is it. This is like a, this is like a, you know, a, a, you know, two steps from Kevin Bacon. Uh, uh, approach to the to this yeah but but it's 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 still an indirect right uh indirect responsibility yeah. I don't, i'm not saying it's direct I, i'm saying it's just yeah. like I mean, you can kind of take it what it is like i would say oh, for sure he you know hey man that's kind of <laughs> on you that that guy didn't get arrested you know he mm-hmm. did die because i don't know yeah, yeah. I, I think um, it, it is definitely fair to wonder how much this death weighs on his conscience. I, I think there's there's less of a discussion of whether he feels like it, he directly caused it, but more about like in the tragedy of this moment. If like tomorrow when he's sitting on a gargoyle, how much of the <laughs> the trauma here that he's mulling over is not just about his earlier actions and the you know not helping when he could have leading to a tragedy, but also this secondary tragedy of a man, a real person who had a life and probably had, you know, likes and dislikes and a favorite, you know, football team and whatnot, not being on the planet anymore um, because of the way your night went is uh, it, probably a, a valid thing to think about. I sometimes when these like indirect uh, issues of responsibility for death things pop up, I think about this like, precedent and law for when you can be um tried for murder there is there's an a, a certain situation that can happen where if you do something reckless and strange that creates a situation where someone dies you can be charged with murder or manslaughter the example they usually give is if you decide to rob a bank and you're you know waving around a gun or something and a security guard shoots at you but misses and kills a a patron at the bank or something like that you can be charged for the murder of that person because your actions created the dangerous situation not the not the security Mm -hmm. uh, guard who is doing their job and and trying to defuse a situation that you created that you would be legally and morally uh responsible for that death it's a it's a it is a weird like twisty uh place to let your brain go and I'm, i'm sure i'm sure peter felt you know, a, a certain sense of victory over the fact that the, there's quote unquote justice or commitments for the killer. But I think there's also a pretty hefty dose of the, the life and death of it all. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a big moment for for Peter. And, you know, as far as this guy's 
you know, falling to his death. I, I, you know, I just, I, I just don't really care. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think the movie knows that we don't care. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they're not really giving it, um, the full ramifications of reality. Yeah. Uh, in, Maybe in, in the same way that, like, we kind of cheer every time Indiana Jones kills somebody. He kills a lot of people in the first oh, yeah. few movies. Like, yeah, so many. And they're not very, all, yeah. like, Nazis. Like, sometimes it's just people that are in his way. You just kind of cheer and <laughs> whistle past it. Uh, and so if, it's, if that's the threshold that we're still on board uh, with our protagonist, you know, somebody accidentally tripping i'm not gonna feel bad about that i'm, <laughs> I'm really not yeah uh, should have been watching where he was going he really should yeah. have yeah. <laughs> what is that what is that pipe be? what is what use does that pipe have in the program? i mean i don't even know what this place is <laughs> so i couldn't tell you it's it's hmm. the lair where they house all of the like secret uh submarines that the criminals use to ah uh, yes money so he was going yeah, here yeah. to get to the submarine to put money bag in but they don't need to like Very upkeep good. the above ground infrastructure so there's lots of pipes because of the the water that they have to drain away from the, the dock area i'm sure that's what the pipe is for that sounds almost believable <laughs> it's very confident zach thank uh-huh. you i try uh so so guys uh do you remember seeing this movie for the first time uh i think i skipped this movie first when it came out and i think it was uh wow. I think I didn't see this one in theaters. I think I waited for it to come out on, uh, what was it, VHS? Or... What year did this come out? 2002. What year did X-Men come out? 2000. Okay. So I definitely saw this in theaters. I didn't even see that one in theaters either. Yeah. Wow. I remember, yeah. Who um, did you go with? Like, I... Was it a family event or friends or like what? Like, do you remember? The- I, yeah, it was. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Now this is. Gosh, I don't know why. I do a minute I, by minute podcast and don't even my get prepared. Co- my cousin was super into Spider Man, and so like that made me have to watch this one. And then I was like, okay, actually, you know what? I remember walking to a Best Buy when this movie was about to come out on DVD. Yeah, and I kind of stood in front of a sample TV and watched. Yeah, the uh, moment between. Uh, the Green Goblin, where he has like Spider Man tied up, and he's trying to like persuade him to join the dark side kind of thing oh yeah that rooftop yeah yeah Yeah. so i that's when i watched and that's when i was like hey maybe this movie's not so bad and then like my cousin who was like super into spider-man he was like i remember being in a movie theater to go see some other movie i don't remember what it was but Uh there was a spider-man 2 poster and like in the in the lens of spider-man was dr octopus and he's like oh my god dr octopus is gonna be in the next movie and i was like dude i don't know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) and uh but then you know i watched that one and i honestly um spider-man 2 was it has always exist what <laughs> no we can talk about it here for this well, i was just, i wasn't going to talk about the movie like any details of the All movie right. but i was going to talk about like history of that yeah um that is the one superhero film that to this day had like me the most excited leaving the theater like you know like mm-hmm. nowadays i'll leave a superhero movie and i'm like yeah that was cool like i really love this and that but there's like this weird sensation when i walked out of spider-man 2 where i was like I want those arms. Like I was like, Doctor Octopus is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I walked out of the theater like I just like I was like, what was that? It was like such a. It was like literally like 
a thrill for me, like leaving that theater mm-hmm. when I saw Spider-Man 2. And I like wow. that's when I started to get into Spider-Man. But like I, uh-huh. you know, this first film, I kind of like let it slide the first time. This one, this was in 2002. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. the whole bit on the uh, the World Trade Center's part they being cut out. out. Yeah, 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 I remember that being a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and yeah. I remember watching that on like, was there, hmm, was it ever in deleted scenes? Am I just like picturing it in my head that was, was like, trailer. this is what the it would trailer, be? Like, an early trailer. trailer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that and I'm pretty sure I, cause this was, you know, before old Nate here had access to the internet. So I had to watch <laughs> the trailer somewhere, probably in the movie theater. I remember being really psyched about that. Oh yeah. And then I don't, I don't, I don't know why I can't remember, you know, the, my actual viewing of this movie Mm -hmm. but i remember getting it on dvd and like i watched it so many times after that totally Mm. i i'm really intrigued by this idea i think mark might be one of the first people we've ever had on the on the podcast who wasn't like already planning to see it or like excited about it beforehand like did you not have like spider-man knowledge prior to this in spider-man 2 like did you were you aware of the character at all before that or were you not like a big comics person before that at all um my life was much of uh batman the animated series and whatnot and yeah like i remember like yeah i was never really big into spider-man i remember even getting a spider-man action figure from this first movie um <laughs> and it's like him with like that gargoyle that we'll see in tomorrow's minute and yeah. like he can like zip line up oh yeah i I had that that, and someone gave me that for christmas and i didn't care for it i was kind (laughs) of bummed out about it but then it actually ended up being an action figure that i used a lot as a kid and i Mm. was you know i really just didn't care uh about the film until i actually sat down and saw it and i was like yeah that green goblin guy with that glider is really cool i wish i got that action figure (laughs) but i didn't um And I, you know, I don't even have a Dr. Octopus figure at all in my life. So that, you know, hey, you know, find me on social media. Send me a Dr. Octopus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're adults now and you get to decide what that means. You you should have a Dr. Octopus. That's right. Well, we will uh, be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 50. Uh, In the meantime, why don't you guys uh, plug your shows? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Mark and I do a DC Cinematic Minute. Uh, you know, much like this minute by minute format, we talk about the uh, the movies in the DC Cinematic Universe starting on uh, Man of Steel. Right now, we're just wrapping up. And, yeah, uh, we're wrapping up Man of Steel. Going to move on mm-hmm. to Dawn of Justice next. So that'll be fun. And then in the future, Wonder Woman at some point in time. Oh, yeah, mostly. You know, all of them. So. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we also do Tarantino Minute. We get to talk about Reservoir Dogs one minute at a time, Ooh. which is like... Such a different show. Oh, yeah, completely than different shows. <laughs> DC Cinematic Minute. DC Cinematic Minute is like our most formal, like heavily produced show. And then like Tarantino Minute is like we just hit the record button and, and let it roll. So <laughs> if you haven't checked out uh, moviesbyminutes.com, you can find uh, Tarantino Minute and, and uh, DC Cinematic Minute there, along with like 50 or 60 other <laughs> Movies by Minutes shows. It's getting there. Yeah, so uh, if you guys if you guys uh, like movies and you like this format, uh, go check out moviesbyminutes.com and uh, look into, uh, you know, every other show that's uh, going on right now. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 50. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.